Hello and welcome to Smash Cuts. I'm Rich Kavan. With me is Smash Jacqueline Kemmick. Hello! And we are in the, this in, is the I guess, are, are we at the midpoint of summer Smash now? Cuts. It's uh, 2022. Yeah. Summer of uh, in July. Mm-hmm. Yeah, July, almost August. And uh, mm-hmm. I know, ironically, this is, things are all backwards since the pandemic, but usually around this time, this is when, uh, all the big hits would have come out, and now everything starts to wind down. But I think the big hits have just been all over the place. They haven't been, you know. Yeah. But uh, uh, how has how have you been doing movie wise? Have you been seeing more things in the theaters, or have you been seeing things more at home, or what? Um, mostly still at home. There are a couple things I have gone to the theater with, but mainly the Marvel ones. Like I did go see Thor: Love and Thunder in the theaters, um, which was. Lots of fun to see on the big screen because, it, you know, the Marvel movies are always a good experience. There are several that I actually wanted to see in the theater and didn't get to, um, uh, specifically the Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. That was one I had to watch at home just because yeah. I didn't have, I got sick and then I didn't have the time. And then, you know, we're trying to be careful still. So yeah, select, yeah. select. And it was just, it, it was ironically it was hard for some movies to see some movies because some didn't make it. Uh, mm-hmm. Into if they did make it, they were very limited. Like like um, everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. I wanted to see that in the theater too, and and uh, that never opened anywhere near me. Um, yeah. And uh, I did. Thankfully, I did get to see it. You know, we didn't. We never talked about that movie. And I have to say, I I love that movie. That was mm-hmm. that was such a fun film to watch. Yes. Um, it was everything I hoped it would be, you know, and even, and even better than I hoped it would be. Like it was just, um, it's a hard film to describe, but there was so many levels to it, uh, that it's just worth, it's just one of those movies you have to tell somebody, just watch it, you know, like Mm -hmm. don't read up on it. Just, just watch it. And, and it was great to see what's his name. Uh, Ki Kwan, uh, short round in a movie again, you know, like, uh, uh, Mm -hmm. I hadn't seen him since so Goonies, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but what did you, did you like it or what did you think of it? Oh, no, I loved it. I thought it was great. And I know, um, I, first of all, Michelle Yao is iconic and I, mm-hmm. you know, will always love her, but it, it had such a great fun tone and a real heart to it that it, I feel like it hit all the marks that so many movies are trying to hit, but miss. Yeah. You know, you know yeah, where yeah. it is funny, it is action, it is heartfelt, it is all of those things, but it feels genuine. It doesn't feel like a forced point A, point B, point C kind of um, contrived journey, mm-hmm. even though it is very fantastical. Um, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I thought it, uh, the visuals were great. The overlying story was great. Um, oh, oh my gosh. Well, um, Jamie Lee Curtis was so unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> so unsettling. She's one of those people in that role specifically, not in normal roles, but in that role, it's one of those people that just makes your skin crawl. No yeah. matter if she was the inherited evil, you know, <laughs> or not, <laughs> even yeah, when she yeah. was just in like her normal state i was just like oh my god so many fantastic quirky uncomfortable scenes but that just fit right in Mm-hmm. yep yeah and i i really didn't know where it was going like I, you know you it's one of those films where you know you want an experience like that where you just you want to watch something where you where you're enjoying it and you have no idea where it's going yes 
And this was one of those films. Like, it's just, uh, you know, you just have to watch it. And even when you think, oh, I think I understand what's happening, it still kind of throws yeah. you for a loop, you know? Yeah. It was nice to, it was funny that you mentioned you can't really tell somebody what it is because I was trying, the next day I was trying to describe it to my mom actually and be like, oh, you got to watch this movie. It's so great. And as I was trying to describe it and I was saying certain things that was happening because I, I like to give her a heads up about some things that maybe she would be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, and I was like, well, you know, there is a part where somebody's like fighting with a dildo and then, there, and then there's like another <laughs> part where maybe there's like a butt plug shaped award and like, yeah, yeah I mean, there's some different things, you know, there's some different yeah. things. She's like, you know, everything that you're describing is really not making me want to watch this movie. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, but the movie's not all that, that almost like that kind of stuff, even though it's funny in the moment, it immediately kind of goes out of my head. Like the only yeah. time I ever even think about that stuff is when I'm trying to like warn my mom. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But in reality, it's it's all just like the character development and the heart that really stays with you. Yeah, because I, I I even sh I wanted to show my kids a scene from it. The only scene that was safe was what the key uh, Quan scene, like when her husband uh, fights and uh, mm -hmm. and uh, the first time you see him in action. Like that was really the only safe scene. You know, because everything else yeah. always had some sort of thing to it, but uh, but that was a fun scene to watch. You know, um, I think that especially well, the scene, that scene actually was great. The action was really fun. Yeah. But I think maybe it's because you and I and and a lot of other film you know enthusiasts are so used to watching very quirky Asian films mm -hmm. that it doesn't seem like a big deal. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But to people who maybe aren't used to that, they're like, oh. Like, yeah, exactly. This is pretty tame. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But, but yeah, but it was good. But, you know, it's funny. Go, so you go to that, and then uh, um, I'll I'll talk about, uh, before we go to Thor, I'll say, so I, Jurassic Park's pretty fresh in my mind because I just mm -hmm. saw it uh, yeah, last we night. Yeah, I watched it last night and today because I got a little tired and, mm. for for what because it was it felt long it was, it was long it, it was, was two long. hours twenty seven minutes that was, yeah. that was too long well the weird thing about the movie was it 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 was essentially three different movies it was mm -hmm. it wanted to be Mission Impossible at one point and it then was it was really trying to be Indiana Jones <laughs> yeah then it was Indiana Jones at one point. And then it was a Jurassic Park movie, so yeah. it was all three of those films, and it was so, it was so odd. Like I like there are parts that I'm like, oh that you know that's fun. Like it is interesting to see everybody together, yes. but again, it's it's uh it's weird because they acted like when they got everybody together as if they got the crew of of Enterprise. D and Enterprise, you know, the original yeah. Star Trek cat. And it's not really that iconic. The two, you know, I mean, it's, yes, the movie's a big deal, but it really isn't like that earth shattering that these people are meeting in a way. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, I mean, it's only three of them. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. he belongs in everyone, right? So, yes. like, he doesn't count as a, <laughs> yeah, as a getting back together. It's just Jeff Goldblum, Sam Neill, and oh my gosh, um, Lord Dern. Uh, yeah, Lord yeah. Dern. Well, and then meeting and then meeting up with with uh, um, uh, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. Like that's the big, you know, because they kept doing that thing where, you know, when they're all together, they kept oh, yeah, inter yeah, yeah. intermixing them. So they had like Alan Different. Grant saving like Bryce Dallas mm -hmm. Howard, or or you know, yeah, or what's he his name is with together. yeah, or or Ian. 
uh, who who I just think it's funny that you know <laughs> doesn't change his clothes at all these years. <laughs> but um, so so it, it's weird because it's it is fun to watch it, and there are parts that are interesting. But they but there is a part of it too where I it feels very overwritten, like the mm-hmm. the main bad guy. You know, I'm I was kind of confused about his motives because usually the motive is you know somebody wants the Jurassic Park, but it they kind of hinted at oh well he uh, um you know he grew these crops so that he can and then he has these locusts that attack all the other crops except right. for his. He's basically just wanting a monopoly on yeah you know. But then at, but then at some point he's trying to figure out how to destroy the lo- like I and I was like wait what what is he, what are you trying to do like I don't understand if you're if everyone's trying to destroy the locust then then what are we all fighting about <laughs> you know what I mean like it, it got a little right. co- it got a little convoluted and well, um, I think that he was trying he knew that things had gone too far I mean it was going cross continental right like yeah, they were they yeah. were kind of going overboard so that's when he finally got convinced to try and kill the locust and. I don't know. It was all, it was all a bit o- over the top. But yeah, overwritten. I mean, it's a dinosaur movie, so I don't mind over the top in my dinosaur movies. Well, that well, I that's think- that. That's the thing is, I if it were more about the dinosaurs, like I, like they were, they were kind of like the incidental problem on top of right the locusts and the clone girl who can solve all the medical mysteries. Right. And- it does seem like. They, they, I agree. Overwritten. I feel like those were elements that they just kind of wanted somebody to be a big bad. Yeah. You know, like they needed a villain um, instead of just having, I don't know, something a little bit more natural. I didn't mind it. I don't like the new Jurassic World movies in general. They're not yeah, yeah. my jam. But I think that this was squarely in the lane that they were already in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, I felt like this was fine. This was fine. It wasn't great. I don't think it was great, but it had some fun dinosaur moments. I, I liked that there were so many practical looking um, effects in a lot of places. I liked a lot of the dinosaur interactions. It felt like rewatching the same thing over and over again, you know, with all of these movies, only this time it was a lot more fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of fire. Well, that will see that's <laughs> And that's my problem is you set up. Okay. So the last movie you know, take it. I mean, I'm, I've been okay with these these last two movies. They, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I had no problems with them, but you you set up something at the end where you're really like, Whoa, wow, we live in a world now that's shared with dinosaurs, right? So yeah. what does that mean?" And then yeah. you get this movie, and you think that this is going to be what it's about. What does it mean that to right. coexist with dinosaurs? Right, right, exactly. It's and they made it a com- organic story. Yeah, they made it completely incidental. Oh yeah, we live with dinosaurs. They live on top of the Empire State Building and whatever. Yeah. But um, but yeah, but here's the real problem. We have this locust thing, and I'm like, yeah. well, what does that have to do? Like, I, I, I you know, well, because no I offense. understand. Yeah, I understand where they were going with it because people always try and weaponize, right? Or use yeah. things for their their own personal gain. So I understand the instincts there, but I agree. And I, oh my God, there were several times that were just so funny. They were so funny to me because there was that one time when the, I don't know if it was actually a raptor or what it was, but whatever the Skeksy looking bird oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. was that was chasing them. And just the way it looked when it pops out from underneath the water and it's, yeah. it looks like this crazed chicken. Yeah, a chi- yeah, chicken dinosaur. It was so funny. It was so, but I mean, I get it. Yeah, dinosaurs probably did have feathers. You know, they. I yeah. was happy to see more of that in this than than any other ones. 
um, because people are trying to correct what (laughs) our images are. I mean, obviously, we don't know for for real because we weren't there, but they're trying to make adjustments. There was another part that was funny, though. Oh, that was it. When uh, Bryce Ellis Howard was about to get spit on by the dinosaur and... Chris Pratt comes from behind and, and grabs its neck. And then the other chick literally goes Cages up and it. electrocutes it yeah. right by Chris Pratt's hand, which he has bare hands. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's it. This movie doesn't make any sense. There's no way he wouldn't be electrocuted. I realize it's a dinosaur science fiction movie, yeah. but he would be electrocuted. <laughs> yeah. He, well, he's got those magic hands that stop everything, you know, right? he oh just my God. hold up the hands. Yeah. Hold, hold up the up T-Rex. Hands. That's right. That's right. But but it's it's just like I wanted to see more because they had all these little short films before, like over the last couple of years, where they showed like this family at a drive-in, or they had another family that was like camping. You know, yeah. These these came out, and it was same director, and they came out like throughout the years leading up to this movie. So I I just assumed it was going to be oh, it's going to be like like that, like leading up, you know. How how does how does the world deal with this? Like this is a right. like, That's like a very this is an interesting question. Yeah. yeah, this is a Godzilla crisis where you know you need people. To, I need the president in the command center. I need like you know right. I don't I need to. He needs every every scientist around that could tell him how do we deal with this. Right, and, and then at the end of it, instead, it's just like okay, well now they have a safe haven at this you know bio you know whatever the name of the place is yeah dinosaurs can live there in peace and i'm like okay but what about all the other dinosaurs that are spread across the globe you know what i mean okay, yeah so exactly just, this one place might be cool but like oh no they showed yeah. that they're like oh they're friends with the elephants they swim with the whales yeah. they're all yeah. you know they all they all got they were like all right we're cool now we get it yeah we, exactly we're all, all, gonna be friends. all the ones that would have hurt anybody are there on that island and everything else yeah. is cool <laughs> yeah yeah so that's why I would, and even that little at the end, they showed this little girl like, yeah, like in Washington mm-hmm. feeding this little dinosaur. It's like what the okay, you know? I thought that was cute. I was like, yes. Give I me mean, yeah, I, w- <laughs> I would have been yeah, and it's like again, I would have been fine with. It. I just I want to know you set up this this situation of right, telling me. Right, and then you took us down a different path. Yeah, and then you're like, and then it's not even like they're gonna make another one to do. Like, I it just was a very weird. I, I don't know what it is about about movies lately, but they they seem to do this thing where they have this premise, but they're afraid or they're saving it or something the premise, and they don't want to give it away yet, so they they write mm-hmm. something else instead. It's a weird weird thing. I've noticed that with a bunch of sequels, mm-hmm. um, even Ghostbusters. I liked Ghostbusters a lot, but I I did I I I have to say this about this mixing this cast was the best I've seen of mixing a cast. Whereas yeah. I hate when you have a cast where they just show up at the end, like in ghostbusters, like I didn't mind it, yeah. but yeah. at the same time, I'm like, you know, I would rather have seen it more intertwined, you know, than, than just kind of cameoed, yeah. you know, but, but, uh, yeah. So that was, but, but it was again, though, I didn't hate it. It was just, yeah, it was just like, it was fine. yeah, yeah. It was fine for what it was. It just, you know, exactly. That's how I felt about it. I I doubt very seriously that it's going to be one that I'm like going to want to put on again. Yeah. But if it's on in the background, I'm not going to be mad about it. Yeah, and, but it was just very long. And that was the other thing too is is ironically like I even though it was long and I, I didn't really feel the time. What I kept thinking to myself when I would look at the time was, wait, are you going to start explaining where what we're doing here yet? Like what? <laughs> like because it was just it was like forty minutes in and and we still were in the preamble of the movie. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. But 
Yeah. Mm. But, but besides that, so so now so so we had that movie, and then uh, uh, and I'm going to let you talk about Thor. Oh, and, <laughs> well, and, I'm sure you'll have things to say also. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Thor, Thor came out. I was excited. I definitely was. I feel like it delivered on the trailers, but I think that my um, the things that I I liked about it were fun. Uh, but I think that the best part of the movie was the opening sequence. Honestly, the best part of the movie was Christian Bale's character. And I yeah. don't even 100% love exactly what he was doing with it. But I still felt like that character was something different that we hadn't seen and cool. And the opening sequence being something where he's losing his daughter. And I mean, gosh, as as what is ostensibly a Disney film now, you don't normally see somebody... Um, lose a kid <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. not in the opening of a, of a film on screen so I, I felt like that was so powerful and really interesting showing when he finally does get to the god um, that who is basically just being so wasteful with all of these wealth of water and food and everything that his whole people and his whole society was starving you know and, mm-hmm. and completely gone and, and he just felt like oh there'll be more people to worship me don't worry you know I felt <laughs> like that, I felt that heartbreak and I felt like that was so good and then um and then came Thor and, <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like it was it was the Thor from Ragnarok for sure but it felt almost like they they went too far in that direction it's like they like there's the the dial like the speedometer and one of them one end is Kenneth Branagh and one end is Taika Waititi and mm-hmm. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok was probably at like 75% away from Branagh into Waititi and then Thor Love and Thunder kind of like broke the meter and it was almost even though I love his films and I love his humor it felt very samey and it felt very like I've seen this before or I don't, I don't like, it almost felt like a TV show. It almost felt like TV show, like comedy instead of cinematic epic Thor. And I just wish that I could find a better balance between those two aesthetics because I, I do agree that there needed to be a change from the brand of Thor, but I don't know that I love that they're pushing him so silly that it's hard to take his character seriously in what is, you know, a serious, a serious moment. And, and it's yeah. somebody who's been alive for what, 1500 years or however long they say he's been alive for. So that's kind of my take on it. I also didn't care for um, a, a lot of the ways that Jane was acting uh, because it almost felt it almost, you know what it reminded me of Richie. It reminded me of when, uh, we were talking about how Tommy Lee Jones amped up his performance as Two-Face mm-hmm. to try and top Jim Carrey as Riddler. And that's kind of what I was getting with Jane and Thor. It's almost like Jane was trying to be quirkier to match Thor's quirkiness, because Thor is quirky now. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And this is the brand now. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that I, I liked her as the Mighty Thor. I thought that she looked amazing. There were some really cool moments in those fights. I absolutely loved how Mjolnir kind of broke apart and came back together. And again, so many really, really cool things. But tone and everything else with just like the, the buttons on characterizations, not as big of a fan, but tell me yeah. how you felt. Well, I, well, I definitely understand what you're saying. Cause, cause I, I think part of, um, I like, I liked the movie. I, I, I liked a lot of it, Yeah. but I, but ironically I can agree 
with what you're saying because um, I think the original, I think the what what worked about Thor in the Avengers movies, the last ones especially, and even the last Ragnarok is is he was he wasn't part he wasn't in on the joke. He was mm. kind of he you know it was funny things were funny around him, and maybe yeah. he was he was adding to it, but he wasn't really in on the joke. Even when he was having his breakdown and he and he uh, in in uh, the Avengers Endgame and when he gains the weight and you know he's yeah. not like he's still or even in in the first uh, Avenger uh, the fir- uh, Endgame. Um, uh, I was gonna Infinity say front, War. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say front loaded. I don't know why. <laughs> front loaded. <laughs> front loaded. That's what it should be called. No. Avengers Infinity War. Front oh, loaded. Um, it, like even then, jokes are happening and and he's saying funny things, but he's not he's not in on the joke still. So yeah. I think here he's he's too in on the joke, and there were a lot of times where maybe things were kept a little longer. Like I was thinking of um, uh, uh what's his name um, uh, Zeus. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, you know, what's his name? Uh, who played Russell, uh, Russell Crowe? Crow? Uh, you know, th- we may have spent a little too long with Russell yeah. Crowe because because his his Greek accent was really pretty bad. You know, yeah, that, I like, didn't think it was good. I don't know if it's technically good, but as someone who I mean, actually, no, my coworker that I work with like five days a week is Greek and has a very thick accent, and she doesn't sound. Honestly, I was like, why is he doing this Ita- this Italian accent or something else? It didn't yeah. sound Greek to me. It sounded like Mario, like you know? yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was a little weird. Um, maybe so- maybe he was studying someone who really was Greek and did sound like that. So I don't want to say that it's inauthentic, but it didn't sound right. Yeah. It sounded a little off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause at first when even I, like, I almost was thinking to myself, why does he even have that accent? Why doesn't he just talk? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you know, you've been around for thousands of years. Like, you know, Julian yeah, Anderson goes mm-hmm. to London and in four weeks, she's got a British accent, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, you know, so, uh, but um, I, I don't know it, it. So there are, there were a lot of parts I liked, I agree with you about Natalie Portman, but I but then I also was thinking about missed opportunities on that movie too, and mm-hmm. and I think um, uh, Valkyrie they they missed there was a missed opportunity yeah. with her. I really um, thought that we were going to get to see more of her journey as king, you know? Yeah, yeah, or I more really of what did. she's done. Like like you kind of you get the impression she's bored, but it seems like she's done a lot. I mean, yeah. when she be, once the movie starts, you see she's turned, you know, Asgard into like, kind of like a, this, this theme park kind of place, which is a cool yeah. idea, you know, a, a funny idea, but yeah, so uh, a way to get revenue. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, it was, so, so you have that, but you don't get enough of that. She just seems bored. Mm-hmm. Um, Natalie Portman, I agree. She, she's, she's kind of, but I've always felt that about her character from the beginning. Like she never felt like she belonged. Right. Like I never felt that right. they I were did. in love, you know. What I, I mean? oh no, absolutely. But I, I wanna, I do wanna say that sh- I liked her better in this movie than I did in Thor two. I did feel a better connection, yeah. uh, or Thor the first one, I guess, um, a better connection with them because when they had the backstory of how they broke up, that I believed. I was in on. I liked yeah. that montage. And at least there was one. And I even remember on this show talking about when Thor came out that like, I just, I wish that they had had some sort of a montage or something that might have actually sparked some sort of chemistry. It's almost like 
Yeah. It's almost like their chemistry is more believable as a breakup because I'm like, yeah, it's not there. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but either way, just the way it was filmed, I was like, no, I believe this. I believe them being fun together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. That was, I mean, that, that part was pretty good. There was, and there was, um, there was something, oh, and, and then kind of Lady Sif, who's a very important character in the comics. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really, they really don't know what to do with her in the movies. I mean, they take her arm yeah. away, which was like, wow. You, you know, yeah. she's she's like, in the comics, she's Thor's the love of his life. She's the mm-hmm. one. And they've really reduced her to a very, very side character. Um, yeah. Well, I think that the only reason that she survived the culling of all of his friends was because she wasn't available to film during, you know, Ragnarok or something yeah. like that. Because of the TV show she was on, yeah, and yeah. so I think the only reason she's still here at all is because of that. And it's interesting that they did have her arm go because Thor's arm is is what goes in the comics, and they've referred to that before when they did the Loki little. Uh, oh yeah, the magic, you know, yeah. at the end of Thor or Thor two, right, where mm-hmm. he's trying to trick the dark elf. But um, but yeah, I, I just wondered if that was a reference. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of interesting. I mean, they always borrow from it from itself, and they always. Mm-hmm. But this this the storyline, the cancer storyline, is is definitely from the, yes. the comics, and that was yeah. part of it. But um, uh, uh, the other the other thing too was the. Uh, I I heard somebody say this, and I'm trying to remember why they said this, but they thought that the choice of of who to bring back, um should have been Jane's rather than uh, uh, I think was it Thor who who said bring back your daughter is that what he said yeah well Well, I don't remember exactly what he said but that was the yeah but it it should have it should have kind of been Jane's sacrifice to make that way it kind of would have felt a little more complete which I said which I thought about I was like yeah you know what that that would have been a bigger character arc for her you know that mm-hmm. she gave up her life so that this person could live you know and yeah. um yeah i agree and I, I yeah i'm not a huge fan of how that played out um because i felt like that wish was almost a strange phrasing of it you know what i mean yeah. like i feel like you could have wished in a way that they could be together or something i don't know i don't know maybe not but i did yeah. like the look of that whole final area where he was unlocking the um, the temple or the shrine or whatever with the Bifrost. Like, that whole area was cool with all of the really cool um, statues in the background. Mm-hmm. You saw a statue that had the rotating head of the Living Tribunal, which they've referred to several times now as little Easter eggs in, in the movie. So I wonder if that's something that we'll ever see a payoff, right? It's like Chekhov's yeah. gun, right? They've been, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've been referring to it enough. Um, and then I really liked the look of Eternity, and I loved the little girl looking like Eternity also in the reflection, so that you could kind of see that now she is this otherworldly being and herself, you know, mm-hmm. at least there's some sort of spark in there, and she's obviously going to have a, a bigger role to play in future films, but... Yeah, that then that was a su- surprise at the end, is the the movie's title is basically... Yeah, the story of Thor and his daughter, you know, which yeah. is what she becomes. Right, and, and it was it was the bait and switch of the um, song "Sweet Child of Mine," which everybody when the trailers came out, that was the the main song that they were really running with, and so yeah. everybody was theorizing like, oh, it's you know, 
it's talking about Jane and, and all of that. And so it yeah. is funny that it was like, no, no, a literal child is a sweet literal child of mine. <laughs> well, I also thought, yeah, I also thought it's funny. My, my, you know, I've never been a fan of November Rain except for the end. You know, I've always thought mm-hmm. November Rain, that song was a little long, and yeah. but I've always loved the end part of it. So I love that they use that uh, as the as the the music for the montage when the kids yeah. were all fighting. Um, yeah, and you know what's funny is as cheesy as that was, I loved that part. Yeah, I that thought was that great. was fun. I thought that was genuine fun. Yeah. Um, I do think it's interesting that he was able to imbue all those children with the powers of Thor, and I'm like, where was that during Endgame? You know, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Where was that during? Um, oh, sorry. Where was that during several other areas? Where, but I also understand that you know maybe that was something that he had developed strength and growth for. Um, mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah, it was. It, but yeah, you're right. It was convenient timing. So mm-hmm. now, now you know there there were some people like like it's gotten. Even though it's it, it's done well, it's gotten some reviews where some people are getting frustrated with the phase four and not understanding where it's going. And it's tough. It's yeah. in a tough section right here, and I get it. I get that they had to move so many things around. They didn't know when things were going to be released. They didn't know how to tie things in together. But I also am, you know, part of a little bit of that frustration. Like not even frustration, but like I miss that about the old movies. It's not mm-hmm. that I'm mad at the new movies, but I do kind of long for that. And I'm, I'm hoping that um, we're going to start to see some more of that folding in together because things are back on a normal, a normal release schedule. Yeah. Cause what's next? I mean, I know Ant-Man and Wasp is coming uh, out. But Black I, Panther is coming Black out. Black Panther's next, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we know, and nobody knows anything about what that's going to be or what's, you know, w- you know, what the actual story is or who mm-hmm. is the new Black Panther. Or, you know, there's so many questions about, that movie. Um, uh, the only thing I just read is is that that uh, Killmonger is going to be in it again, and I was like, "How's that happening?" But then it, right. turns, it turns out, I guess he's going to be in that uh, in that plane. Well, that, that's what I was going to say too. I mean, they have introduced so many different planes now, right? Yeah, where yeah, <laughs> yeah. where we really have the ability to kind of keep going on with characters that have already expired <laughs> in yeah. many different ways. I mean, I want to know how they're going to explain it. You know how they, you know it. It's it's. I mean, it's it was it's an unfortunate situation that that Chad you know Chad Bozeman died the way he did, and no, and uh, you know I mean I was looking forward to the next Black Panther, so that so that was a shock. So I I can't even I don't even know like if I was tasked with this I don't even know what I would do like I don't know where I would go because you feel like whatever you choose is a disappointment. You know, yeah. and it's not against any other character. It's just that if you make the sister, you know, take on the lead role, you know, that's fine. But then at the same time, is that enough? Like, is it strong enough? You know, it, it is, it, you know, it's going to carry yeah, the same but what, weight. I mean, or, even, you know. that, even that is a great theme for the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure that whatever they do, that's going to have to be addressed. Yeah, oh, and yeah, yeah. Th- they will have to, like, talk about it in the same way that they did with captain america going to the falcon you know where yeah. really it 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 became a very big the main arc of that story of of falcon and the winter soldier was the weight and am i able to do this am i good enough to do this and, and is it something that is appropriate for me you know um yeah. because Although, of what else it symbolizes you know that's a whole lot oh yeah i think oh you yeah you mean with the yeah Fal- yeah yeah 
Although with that one, that lease though you had you had a, a lead up to it, like it wasn't as well, abrupt. I, okay, I mean, obviously it's not I their mean... fault. Yeah, not their <laughs> not their fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like like you like it's it's hard it's a hard one to write, like because it's there's so much that you know I don't even know where to begin. Like 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 with the story, like who's I, I'm assuming everybody's in it, like including um, uh, the agent, which I'm blank. Um, what's his name? Bilbo. Um, Bilbo oh, yeah. Baggins. <laughs> um, That's enough, Bilbo. <laughs> yeah, Bilbo. Yeah, or or the original uh, Jim from from Martin the office. Freeman, Martin right? Freeman. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So there's. So you've got that. You've got Ant Man. Quantumania that's coming mm-hmm. and that's supposed to have uh the the big villain that's supposed King to the run, conqueror, yeah. yeah he's supposed to run through everything so i don't know mm-hmm. although maybe or maybe not um and then uh and then we have uh, you know we you know to jump for a second to television we had the brilliant marvel miss marvel series which yes. which ended in a way that led right into the neck the marvel's movie Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, how's this? Guy? Wow, that's cool. What's what's happening? Like, you want to know, you know, uh, yeah. what just happened? You know, because uh, it was a cool thing that that they that was the first time one of these shows actually paid off with with a real connection to a mm-hmm. movie coming up. You know, uh, uh, there's always been this assumption like, oh, we're gonna this is gonna lead to the movie, and it ne- none of them have ever done that except for this one. Yeah. So, because even well, with- I well even with. WandaVision, like that also was leading into this because now we have Photon um, who's going to be in oh, yeah. the Marvels. You yeah, know, it's right. just that it was so far long ago. Yeah, know? yeah. It's hard to even remember, like, oh, yeah, she's up in space now because Sword is up in space now mm-hmm. because. And then we have Nick Cage up there, or Nick Fury, Nick Cage. Nick Fury <laughs> up there, and we have. You know, uh, Carol Danvers with another haircut, which I thought was good. Although I have to say, I hope that she's, I, when I saw that scene, she looked so frail and I, I know that she's strong, independent woman. And I am not trying to comment on the way that she looks or anything like that in in a way. I just was like, Oh, I hope she's okay. You know what I mean? I'm like, I hope that that maybe that was just a a bad angle or something. And I, I I don't want to throw anything out in that universe in a, in a negative way, but it was one of those things where I know she had a lot of, a lot of hate online. And I wondered if that had an impact. I'm sure that it did mm. because how can you not have that kind of psychologically impact you in some way? But I was just like, Oh man, I, ho- I hope she's okay. So I hope. Why, what, did, what did, she, what was the deal? Like? She just, she just looked really gaunt, you know? Oh no, she? no. I mean like what happened online? Like I, I mean, I, I don't think I, Oh no. Well, ever since uh, Captain Marvel came out, even that first movie, she had gotten a lot of hate because of, uh, you know, people being awful, but um, oh, okay. a, a lot of people, including me, uh, this was some, this was something that I said during, you know, our, our analytical, analytical, you know, breakdown uh-huh. um, was, I didn't think her character was exceedingly likable because of the way that they portrayed her and the writing. I don't, but it, a lot of people are just focused on the actress. And a lot of people said that she was very unlikable in interviews and very annoying to her team members. And there's different things that, like if you pull up any kind of search online, you'll see, and you'll be like, "Yeah, that is a little cringy." But I don't think it was intended that way. You know what yeah. I mean? Sometimes things just come off funny, and I, yeah. I don't know. So I, I have a lot of sympathy for her, um, and I am looking forward to the Marvels, and I'm I'm hoping that I, I hope I'm finally going to get a connection with her character that I can really appreciate because I think she deserves it. Um, 
but I don't, I don't know. It was, it was kind of like in Thor when we're talking about the love story between him and Jane being, there was no chemistry. Like I, that's how I kind of felt with Carol. I'm like, I don't have any chemistry as a viewer with Carol, even though I want her to succeed and I see she's badass and I see like all these awesome things. Yeah. But I think when we had originally talked about it, we were kind of talking about it in the lens of think about Tony Stark and the growth that he had. He was such an asshole, you know, and he still, it was, you know, later in, but, but he had that growth. Whereas in Carol, the same kind of growth didn't seem to be there. I hmm. mean, yes, it was understanding and like believing in herself and that she didn't need to prove anything to anyone. And I yeah. like that as a theme. I do like that. But the way that it was written and unfolded on screen, I don't feel like did it justice. And I don't think that that is the actress's fault. I think that that was just the way it was written. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked, I mean, I liked the movie, the, the original cats of Marvel. I yeah. know. I know. Xavier's... I like it more now. I just yeah. didn't like it. It took me a minute to warm up to it. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. the same might be true of Thor Love and Thunder, because there are plenty of times I see a movie for the first time, and I'm like, eh. And then later on, I'm like watching it at home, and I'm like, well, maybe this was just a better home movie yeah. instead of, you know, <laughs> theater movie. Or now that I know what it is, I don't have a set of expectations, although I try to really limit any expectations anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, still, maybe that that will help at home a little bit later. You know, it's funny is I, I, not to go back to Jurassic Park, but I kind of when watching it, I kind of felt like it was a television show. Like it didn't feel like a yeah. movie. It felt like a TV. It felt well, like that's a, so funny. A TV show. That's how I felt about Thor. That's really yeah, funny. yeah. It's it's weird, I, and I think it's maybe because it's, everything's so blended now. It's 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 odd. But I I was thinking that even in the like if I were in the movie theater. I think I had more patience for Jurassic Park at home than I did in the theater. If I were in yeah. the theater, I'd say. Yeah, you know? I think that's true. Because the last two films I saw in the theater were I saw Minions, and <laughs> uh, which which we you know we loved. But if I have one complaint, I, I thought the film was really short. Like I I think it was only if maybe ninety minutes with credits, mm-hmm. but it 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 seemed to go it just really felt really fast. Short. Oh, yeah, and but it was good though. But it just I was like, wow, that that ended fast. And uh, the other film, I think, was uh, what was the other film that I saw? I'm trying to think. Was it Thor? I guess it was Thor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it was Thor. I thought it was something else, but uh, I can't. So, oh, you know what? Speaking of of length, while you're thinking of of what you're thinking of. It's interesting that you mentioned how short Gru was, because even though Thor Love and Thunder was was like a regular two-hour movie, it wasn't long. You know what else I really felt? Um, It felt very disjointed. It felt very like haphazardly thrown together, almost as if they had this bigger grand vision. Like, I would not be surprised if they had filmed so much more stuff and written out so much more stuff. And then it, it felt very much like they just pick and chose the funniest moments mm. instead of really what served the story the most, you know, I yeah. think that was the other way that I had described to someone else where, how I felt about it. It's like, I liked where they were going with everything, but it, it's almost like they, they just chopped it up and maybe not, maybe that's, this was always the vision, but it's not what it felt like. It felt very much like 
almost two different movies. Yeah, it felt it definitely felt shorter. Like I like again, I think this is another one that that may have suffered from the pandemic. You know, like mm-hmm. because there's a lot of those that 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 happened. You know, where, oh, you, where sure. you kind of felt like that. Um, uh, and uh, I I felt like there was something else that I saw and I I can't think of it. I must I because I'm trying to think what else came out, but it was Minions and Thor, right? There was nothing else besides. Oh, I don't know. Did you go see Top Gun? I didn't go see Top Gun. No, I didn't. A lot of people did. (laughs) Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. I heard it was going to be on Paramount Plus, so I just figured I would would wait. Yeah, that's that's a wait and see for me. I'll watch it. I mean, it's fun, but yeah, I I know everyone. Everyone seemed to really like it, so I'm sure it must be better than I heard. It was better than the original. So, um, Mickey Rourke aside, who didn't seem to be much of a fan of it. Oh, I I, I, I I didn't see that. He just came out and he's like, uh, Tom Cruise is a piece of boop, you know, like he just, well, just didn't think any of his movies are any good. But I was like, OK, well, hmm. thanks, Mickey. I'm not sure where you've been, but uh, right? <laughs> you just you just come out with yeah. that press release. Um, and then the the uh, oh, and then you uh, the other film that you saw was the the, the massive uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yes, yes. I've been wanting to see this for a long time, and it's I think it's one of those things my partner really was like not caring about, and so it finally just happened to be the right night where nothing else was on, and it was a five ninety nine rental, and I was like, oh, here we go, baby, <laughs> like, yeah. and it literally was. So perfect. It was yeah. so perfect. I love, especially the opening. I love Pedro Pascal and his whole character mm-hmm. in it. And Nick Cage was really great. And the couple things that they do. I don't. Have you seen it? I don't think. Yes. You oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I saw. Yeah, I, I had. I bought it when it came out on uh, ah. a couple of months ago or so. So yeah, I did get to see it. I loved I it. it. Yeah. So good. I thought it was I, so good. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. And his. Uh, I like the. I like the the way that. Pedro Pascal's character was set up and you really, yes. but he's so likable, you know, he's it, so it was likeable. perfect. Yes. He's and, so likable. And I loved when you see Nick Cage speaking to himself at yes. a younger age, the, yep. all of the references and all of the different things are, they're so good. They're yeah. so good. I, and I know for a fact that this is definitely, this, this came out of the pandemic, but everyone's in agreement that Paddington two is yes! a great film. <laughs> And you know, and it's so funny that 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 was there that when he mentioned that was his favorite film, and and Tinkles yeah. Cage is like, wait, what? You know, and then he yeah. watches it, watch and then it he agrees. Yeah, that's definitely a pandemic. I have thing. not seen Paddington Two, but that I have heard that I have heard that it's such a great movie, and I've heard that like there's different things in there that it, like it has no right to be as good as it is, or yeah. have. I think there's like a musical number or something in it. That yeah, is, I, I, like, I sent you that clip of of, yes. uh, of Hugh Grant. Yeah. Yes, I just like I have got. I've apparently I really have to watch Paddington too. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's and I I've seen the first of the first one's fine. You know, it was not, mm-hmm. and but the second one there's something just about it's just very well done. It was I I don't it's even so know why amazing. it's so good, but yeah. it just it just is. You know. <laughs> yeah. You so. Have to do it. Oh, too funny. But yeah, but um, yeah. But besides that, I think that was those are the movies that that that. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think the next thing that's coming out, I I thought there was something I I know I wanted to see, and I'm and I'm blanking um that because it's it's you know it it really you really have to make a decision whether you want to go to a theater or not to see something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought there was something coming out, but I I don't. I, I'm blank. I, I just blanked on what it might be. Is but. it maybe? Nope. Because I'm really looking forward oh, to yes. that one. Oh, yes. Yeah, I do want to see Is that the one? 
<laughs> or I think is that, that something different? <laughs> no, no, I do want to see that. I, I don't know if that was the one I was thinking of, but I definitely do want to see that. Yeah. Um, I think that looks good. Yeah, I definitely do want to see that. I I can't remember what it is, but uh, but I'm sure I'm sure for next time I'll I'll remember. But um, but yeah. Besides that, um, I think uh, yeah, we've got we've got. I'm sure there'll be more things to look forward to. I know I'm looking forward to what's what's coming next for for Marvel. Uh, yeah. Just to see what's happening and. Uh, well, we should get um some good news because they're going to be at one of the conventions, right? And then oh, there's yeah. D23 after that, a couple months mm-hmm. after that, or maybe a few weeks after that. I'm not sure when. But it's definitely going to be a nice lineup. I'm hoping that we'll get some good news. You know, what's really interesting, and uh, maybe we'll hear about this, probably not. I'm not going to hold my breath, but um, Taryn Egerton has been talking to Marvel and has expressed serious interest in uh, the role of Wolverine and I don't, nothing has been confirmed or anything like that. And at first when I heard that, I was just kind of like, I don't know if I like that. But then I, I've, I'm watching right now, whatever the new Blackbird show is. Yeah. Um, and he's a lot more grown. And, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, okay, no, you could play a grown man. Because I just always think of him as a little baby. Yeah, he's, yeah. I always think of him as a little baby face, you know. Yeah. Um, and, but he's a little more grizzled than this. And I almost wonder when I, I was when I put this uh, blackbird on, I was like, Ooh, I bet he was trying to, I bet he's trying to separate himself from that image. But I also bet I'm like, Oh, he's trying to bulk up. He wants Wolverine. He yeah. wants Wolverine. That's an interesting <laughs> choice. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. he's got the, he's got the action behind him. He yeah. He's got it. the action chops and he's young enough that he could do the role for a really long time. And I'm sure that that's what a lot of people are looking for in uh, some of these iconic characters. Like you yeah. don't want somebody that's only going to be, around for you know a trilogy and then done if they are a huge hit and they've got all of these other movies that they can be appearing in you know well there's a lot of weird things that came out like uh, the other thing that that was uh so you know we all know that the fantastic four movies being made but there was there's there's been some rumors that john krasinski's not really part of it like he just did Mm -hmm. that for Right. Or the other movie. Strange, yeah. So that that could be true. But then a weird weird nugget of information came out from the Howard Stern show completely by accident. I don't know if you heard this, Mm-mm. but um, it was you know Howard Howard takes off the summer. Uh, so he took he was t- he take he, he he's going to be off the summer. He comes back in September during a commercial, and this was a complete accident. The the mics were on, so you could hear the commercial going on in the background. <gasps> And he's talking to Robin, and he's like, and he was complaining. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, I've got this summer off, but he's, he's, he's like, do something. But you know, I, I'm always get mad at myself because you know what I do. And she's like, why? What are you doing this summer? And he's like, you know, remember I'm doing the Doctor Doctor Doom thing. And she said, oh, that's right. And he's like, and and he's and it's and you can barely hear. You're making out the conversation. He's like. I got, I talked to Robert, you know, and, and Robert's telling me I can do it. And he's like telling me, you know, cause I wanted advice from him and he's like, and I talked to John on the phone, you know, cause he's talking about John Favreau and he's like, and they're all excited for me to do this. And, and, and then all of a sudden the mic cuts off, you know, like the commercials. And like somebody stuff. was like, Oh, somebody must've realized, Oh, we yeah. got a hot mic on. Cause he's, he does his show from home now and everybody's kind of remote uh, the way yeah. they're doing it. But ironically, this was the, the last show before the end, before going on vacation. So 
I don't know if if they know that it went or they knew that it went out on right. the air while they were doing the show. But now that the show ended and they're gone for the summer, all of these reports have come out. Like, is there what is the Doctor Doom thing? Like, there's part of somebody said that there may be a Doctor Doom TV series that's in the works, mm -hmm. which would make sense because then that could lead up into the movie, and that's what he's working on. I don't think he's obviously he's not playing Doctor Doom. I think no, he's no, playing no, but... a character in, yeah. in the series. But um, but yeah, but it but they they've been very silent and didn't comment on it like they even after yeah, the fact like, no it, comment. Didn't, it didn't happen <laughs> yeah exactly <clears throat> so that that kind here. of news that broke uh about fantastic four and dr doom yeah. which totally makes sense if you're gonna do if you're gonna do a, a series you know i dr doom has got a lot uh you know his background or or, or if you want to just jump into fantastic four i mean that might be the way to do it without having to retell their origin for a third time, you know? Mm -hmm. um, well, it's in, okay. So going back to what this phase of the movies is, it's obviously all setting up new team members, whether that be alternates for what was already there or a younger cast, right? I mean, almost everything has introduced it, introduced a young new character, right? Mm -hmm. So I am curious and I'm one of the things that I'm hoping is that Black Panther doesn't like I'm kind of I'm kind of really ready for a movie that's not just a vehicle for a brand new baby face. Yeah. You know, what I, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And I know that we might I'm I'm excited about a young Avengers or, or something like it's not that I don't want these characters there, but it doesn't doesn't it feel to you like. That's they're just trying to knock it out one by one. Like, okay, now here, mm -hmm. introduce this baby character, and now introduce this baby character, and now introduce the. And I'm like, okay, but like, we have a whole lot of other things that I'm really ready to kind of follow up on. Yeah, yeah. Like the signal from Shang Chi and the Ten Rings, mm -hmm. and like just some different things that I'm just like, okay, well, now we have all the people from the Eternals kind of off trying to find different things. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, we're kind of worried about we're going to just end up being just movies that set up other movies. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Because I know I because I, I didn't realize, you know, that the next series we're getting is She-Hulk, which starts in a month. Um, yeah. Or mid-August. So and that feels like it might be its own thing, too, because um, I, I think that's what I liked about even though at the end, Mar um, the, the uh, Miss Marvel set up. Uh, the Marvel thing, but at the same time, it was telling its own story, like the whole thing with the partition and that whole that whole history, and and, and like it, even though it, it it talked about the other universe, it didn't set it up in a way where where we're going that we thought okay we're going to do something with that and it's going to be answered in another movie. I just you know it it that it did feel like its own thing. Like I felt like this series and and um, Moon Knight were very mm -hmm. much. Uh, uh, their own, their own men or or women mm -hmm. or whatever you say, their own pre people. Yeah. Um, they weren't. Uh, they didn't feel like the vehicle to set something else up. So, except for the, like I said, except for the end of this. But um, so it seems like the movies, though, that's what they've become is is just setting up. But I, but but I, I do wonder. I, I feel like if any movie could be its own movie, it could be Wakanda because. That does. That's never really felt like a, a series that needs to connect mm -hmm. as much, you know, right? Um, as as some of the other things, because um, yeah. Doctor Strange, obviously, you I felt like that needed connections, and I it and it was 
but watching that one again, I really, I, I do like that movie a lot. Like, I really do feel like it is a good story. Yeah. But, but it, it, it ends on a note where it does feel incomplete only because of the way it ends. But, mm-hmm. but, uh, um, but it does, but it does feel like its own movie. But yeah, I, I get Ragnarok definitely didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like its own movie. It definitely felt like it was. It should have felt like its own movie because the story should have been self-contained. But yeah, it definitely felt like it was bridging something. Um, I guess maybe just because of the Guardians being there to begin with as well, you know, which which they needed to do. Um, yeah, and that was pretty brief. I'm glad that they didn't do too much, honestly. Oh, I, I did hear that there, I guess next week or something, there's going to be a Groot short that's going to be in front of the Thor movie. That's going to be part of the Groot TV cartoon series. Um, but well, that's lame, so we don't get to see I know, it yeah. early. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. They're like, you got to go see it again. I'm like, I don't want to go see it again. Yeah. I don't like it that much. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know, right? I, I hate when movies do that, but but yeah. at least it's a TV series that's going to be coming to Disney Plus yeah. anyway, so so it's yeah. like, oh, I could wait. But uh, I would like to see what that's going to be about, because anything Guardians is going to connect between that and the Christmas special and, and, uh, and then the movie, like there's going to be a lot of Guardians over the next uh, couple of months. Yeah. So, but on that note, um, I think uh, we've smashed some cuts today. Yes. I think we're going to get our next mutants though. I do. I mean, especially since they, you know, mutant gene. (laughs) Yeah. That was cute. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Miss Marvel Marvel confirmed. We're definitely Mm going to start to see more mutants. So maybe we will get storm in, um, Wakanda. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, never know. Never do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Cause yeah, cause they, cause Miss Marvel was never a mutant. She was always an inhuman, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so But I mean yeah. the inhumans only existed because they couldn't use the word mutant because they didn't want to give free property to Fox, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. so ideally go. like she would have been a mutant had that not happened, so Yeah. Very interesting. Well, very it was interesting. a nice little twist. So Yep. So, otherwise, very nice talking to you, as usual. Yes, uh, absolutely. We will catch up soon. All right, bye. Bye.